The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. MLB show. Here are your hosts, the luckiest men on the face of the earth, Chase Fedorsky and Bryce Holden. Welcome to episode 245 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show with Bryce Holden. My name is Chase Fedorsky. I got to start going over Aruba more often. Uh, one, because duh, it's Aruba, it's a family vacation, it's fucking beautiful. Um, but two, last year when I was in Aruba, Aaron Judge signed with the Yankees. This year, when I was in Aruba, Juan Soto got traded to the Yankees. And somehow that's not even our lead story of the podcast. The guy whose historical comparison through his age 25 season is the splendid splinter Ted Williams. It's not our lead story. because lead story is my weekend at SantaCon. Also not the lead story. Um, SantaCon, look, I'm sure you had a great time. SantaCon for me is one of my two least favorite days in the city every year. Really? That and St. Patrick's Day. Um, <sighs> and Valentine's Day, but that's... Uh, Chase, we hang out every Valentine's Day. Some years we go to the Mets, some years we go to Knicks games. What are you saying? Did we go to Knicks game this past year for Valentine's Day? Two years ago, we went to the Knicks game. What the hell did I do for Valentine's Day this year? Oh, we were living together, so we, I think we did nothing. I'm going to guess we probably got stoned and watched an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, Bovada, that's probably the Bovada favorite. We'll, we'll do some research on that. But the big news is, and for a hot second, we felt like he was going up north, across the border into Toronto. But the team that was the BovadaSportsbook.com favorite all along for Shohei Otani, the greatest athlete in the world, baseball's most transcendent superstar since Babe Ruth, it blew away anyone's expectations. We thought the upper echelon of this deal Five hundred million, maybe six. We both took the over of five hundred. Maybe six hundred million, but he's staying in Los Angeles, and as you can predict, he's not going to the Angels. Ten-year, seven hundred million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It doesn't contain any opt-outs, and according to Jeff Passan, most of the salary will be deferred, which Otani suggested himself to give the Dodgers a bit more flexibility to continue spending and add talent while somewhat lowering the luxury tax hit. It is the highest contract in the history of professional sports, topping the $674 million contract that Lionel Messi got with FC Barcelona for the 2017-2021 to La Liga seasons. No surprise here. This is where we both thought Otani was going to go. It made too much sense. We've been saying for the last couple of years, there's no way that this front owner, this ownership in the front office with the Dodgers, um, which has been so aggressive since they've taken over the last decade, there's no way they were going to let Turner and Seager, $300 million all-star shortstops, one of whom is the reigning World Series MVP, go in successive off-seasons unless they were going to give Otani the bag. I want to first start off by saying, I meant to say this in my Aruba uh, report, the one thing I will say is going to Aruba during the winter meetings is somewhat difficult only because to use the international phone service, I think it's like 10 to $20 a day, which like in the grand scheme of things isn't that much, but I have no problem admitting it. My parents pay my phone bill. I can never complain about things. My dad does too. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I'm on my dad's. 
max out my mom's. Um, I'm on the business account. That's why I have the 203 number, if you've ever wondered that. I thought you just have a 203 number. Well, but the rest of my family is 973 numbers. You know I've never lived in Connecticut. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Are we? Do we really have to talk about a tiny today? I could do an hour and a half just on your family's phone time. The short answer of it is because when I got the cell phone, the family business account was under my grandfather's name in Connecticut. So I got stuff with the 203 number. And for years and years, people go, oh, I didn't pick up. You had a Connecticut number. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Save my fucking phone number. Let's prevent this in the future. All which is to say, though, the Wi-Fi on the beach is obviously not great, and I'm relying on the Wi-Fi. So I'm literally sitting. My mom's like, oh, you want to go in the ocean or you want to get a drink? No, because I'm just refreshing Twitter. Um, especially, let, let's start with the whole narrative here. Yeah, let's enough with the Midorski phone plan. Uh, Friday, it felt like Otani um, was going to the Blue Jays. The finalists for the, the uh, player were the Dodgers, Angels, and Giants. Steve Cohen, interestingly enough, this is just proof. Otani wasn't just he didn't want to be a Yankee, he just didn't want to be in New York because Cohen probably would have given him the bag too if he really, if Otani wanted to be a Met. And Cohen said, yeah, him and his agent didn't reach out to me at all. John Morosi Friday suggested he was signing with the Blue Jays. And there was a flurry of reports that he was en route to Toronto. There was a private plane that was leaving from Los Angeles to Toronto. Which, did you see whose private plane it was? No. Robert from Shark Tank. Ah. Robert's a Canadian native. He was going back to Canada from Los Angeles. Um, Yusuke Kikuchi, who was, uh, went to the same high school as Otani. Uh, they played on the same high school baseball team in different years. It was he, he rented out a 50-person restaurant um, in Toronto, which it turned out was for his wife's birthday. So everyone just assumed, oh, this was for Otani coming back. Uh, everyone thought he was going to the Blue Jays. And even I, as a Yankee fan, I was like, all right, this doesn't dampen what we did because we got Juan Soto. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to have to deal with Otani for the next 10 years. Then, fast forward, I'm at a casino yesterday. I'm going to get a cheesesteak because I lost a bunch of money playing blackjack. And all of a sudden, my phone is blowing up. And anytime my phone blows up, it usually means, honestly, it doesn't even mean someone's dead because, like, only so many people are texting me about that. It means something in sports happened. And just like that. My dad and Mac, this Yankee group message, this, that, and Otani. 10-year, $700 million contract. Um, posted on Instagram. The best part of his Instagram post was he had a low-resolution Dodgers logo that he posted it with. Um, that was just funny to me and a lot of others. He said, first of all, I'd like to express my sincere gratitude to everyone involved with the Angels organization and the fans who supported me over the past six years, as well as to everyone involved with each team now as part of this, part of this negotiation process. Especially to the Angels fans who supported me through all the ups and downs, your guys' support and cheer meant the world to me. The six years I spent with the Angels will remain etched in my heart forever. And to all the Dodgers fans, I pledge always to do what's best for the team and always to continue to give it uh, my all to be the best version of myself. Until the last day of my playing career, I want to continue to strive forward, not only for the Dodgers, but for the baseball world. Last year, Aaron Judge signed a 10-year, $360 million contract. That was the largest free agent deal in baseball history. And it beat Mookie Betts' $365 million in new money. You take both of those deals combined, and that's basically what Otani got there. Um, again, he's a two-way superstar. The deferred money is what it is. So many guys have just more commonly been doing that. Uh, Mookie and Freddie both did it with the Dodgers also. But again, what you have to remember, and then we'll go back into the numbers and this and that. The Dodgers, especially in a place like Los Angeles where there's such a robust Asian community, they're going to make this back in marketing and jersey sales. Within the first half of the contract, I think. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's what it is. 
No, the, the you you pay Shohei Otani if you're the Dodgers, whatever he wants. That's not a concern. It's not a financial issue for them. He's the one who's actually taking probably the biggest financial hit, staying in the same market, staying to having to deal with the California and Los Angeles taxes. But seven hundred million dollars is seven hundred million dollars. No matter how you slice, that's like yeah. my my buddy um, Keyshawn, who you know, big baseball fan like us, huge Yankee fan. He's like, oh, I thought Dave Roberts, you know, with with. Uh, airing out that he met with Otani, he wasn't going to sign with the team then. I go, dude, I can give you 700 million reasons why he signed. He, I, I fully believe he was always going to the Dodgers. I don't think he really, I think Toronto probably gave him a great pitch if he met with the Cubs. I'm sure all the teams put their best foot forward in these meetings. But when that season ended, or when his season ended a little bit early because he, uh, you know, he played for the Angels, and they don't make the playoffs, so they shut him down. He knew that that was the last time he was putting on an Angels jersey. And he knew the next— He literally—he left. He left in cold daylight. Didn't come back for two days. He knew. He knew he was going to the Dodgers. He knew, and they let it happen. We all knew. And then we all let it happen with the Blue Jays nonsense. It, it, it was a fit that made too much sense. It, it really— um, I, What did you say? You made a really good point the other day. Oh, I made a good point. A good point I made to my dad was like, you want to talk about the LA taxes? That's fine. When I'm on Bovada placing bets, every once in a while I'll throw a crazy parlay, and I think, oh, if the 50k one hits, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. Shohei Otani's making fifty thousand dollars every fucking day for the next ten. Years. I I have at the end of the tweets of the week like a lot of funny financial breakdowns. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the interesting note is there's a real world if there was a universal DH in 2018 that he was signing with the Dodgers regardless. I really do think he only ended up with the Angels. Because he wanted the opportunity to hit. He always wanted to be in Los Angeles. And again, I, I mean, Rookie of the Year in 2018, Tommy John in 2019, 2020 was what it was. But then, I, I mean, the last three years, 284 ERA, um, over 428 in the third innings. Offensively, he had 277, 379, 585 with 124 home runs. Unanimous MVP in 21 and 23. And to be honest with you, probably would have been a unanimous MVP three years in a row if not for Aaron Judge. Hitting 62 home runs. I don't think he should have been a unanimous MVP this year. I think Seager deserved more, but that's not the point. You could even you could have even made the argument that Otani should have won the MVP over Judge, despite Judge hitting 62 home runs. I would have disagreed with you, but I certainly would have heard the argument. Uh, there was an argument, but 62 home runs was it was cool. It was historic. Uh, oh, I remember the good point you made. You want to give me the credit now? Sure. The Dodgers lineup was not there. The Dodgers need another pitcher for well, 2023. So I'm going to get to that in a second. Right now, this lineup itself, though, it's like we made such a big deal as Yankee fans. And it is still a big deal of Soto and Judge hitting back-to-back. I mean, they're going to every game now with a 1-4 through four of however you want. Probably Mookie, Freddie, Otani, Will Smith. Does, like, the actor doesn't fucking matter. You have Mookie, Freddie, Otani. And Will Smith, the all-star catcher. <laughs> I know. I was actually kind of hoping he somehow ends up on the trade block. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers lineup is great. You know, look, this money, I think, is especially crazy, especially given the fact we still don't know what kind of surgery Otani got. It's rumored he got Tommy John surgery, um, but we don't know. I mean, he's going to miss a little bit of time at the start of the season to recover and operate as a DH. Um, and, and again, credit to him and his agent, Laz Bellello. They've kept this so close to the chest. The whole free agency process in general— um, I think the one big edge, one big edge the Dodgers had other than do- dollars and cents is uh, Neil Diatachi, the doctor who did both of Otani's, whatever the surgery was, he's the Dodgers team physician. So having him in-house is huge. 
But I think again, like, that's what, sort of like that's the sort of thing that should have been being reported. This is the first I actually put. I, I read about it today. Like no shit, he was going to the Dodgers. Otani is so regimented, he's so detail oriented. If he can go to a team that he has the physician, he's already has a relationship and is comfortable with. There is nothing Toronto could have done to steal him from. When push comes to shove, it comes down to this. I think a he wanted to stay on the West Coast, and he now he's not only staying on the West Coast, but. Basically, it's relocating across the freeway. Doesn't need, with traffic, without traffic, it's about an hour drive. With traffic, it's whatever. But I don't know where he lives in Orange County. But for seven hundred million dollars, you can get a private jet to take you to the stadium. Um, doesn't have to relocate far. And I think the big thing is too. I lost my train of thought. You you made a motion to me. I completely lost my train of thought. I I said, if you're gonna do the private jet thing, be be safe, be safe, Shelly. Oh yeah, especially in Los Angeles. Um, no, but I think the other big thing is, too, it, it, he just wanted to win. Uh, the Angels never made... Uh, it's been popularized, obviously, that the Angels never made the playoffs with Otani. They never finished above 500 with Otani. Um, we are now looking, since 2013, this Los Angeles Angels team had five MVP winners in an 11-year stretch. I think only finished above 500 twice, only made the playoffs one time. And got swept by the Orioles in 2014. Absolutely wasted the primes of both Mike Trout. I don't even know if you can say the prime of Shohei Otani because he's still only 29. But so that's only 29. He's 29, coming off two major. He's now having his second major surgery. It's not inconceivable to me that we have seen the best of Shohei. I think we've seen the best of Shohei maybe on the mound, but again, even if he is throwing 120, 130 innings a year with the value he provides offensively. I, there's still no one in the game who can do that. And, and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, all that said right now, you know, I'm looking at the updated World Series odds. And the Dodgers right now are fo- uh, the World Series favorite on Bavada at plus 550. And to be honest with you, as incredible as that lineup is, the lineup was good before. I can't, as of right now, have the Dodgers as a World Series favorite. Because at the end of the day... This is their rotation going into next year. Don't forget, Kershaw... Kershaw's not resigned yet. Kershaw's a free agent, and even if he is, he's coming off shoulder surgery, and by the end of last year, look kind of gas. Their rotation the season started today would be Walker Bueller, Ryan uh, Pipo, Emmett Sheehan, Bobby Miller, and Ryan Yarborough. I, look, they're going to make moves, whether that's going after Yomamoto. There's been a lot of rumors that they're going to get both and just resign and just go all in on the Asian market. Um... You know, whether that's a trade for an ace like Glass now, Burns, Bieber, uh, or Dylan Cease, which I honestly think they match up. If the Brewers want just raw quantity for Burns, I think they match up the best for Burns by far. Um, and with Glass now, like I think one of those I Bieber I wouldn't make a trade for just because Bieber didn't look Bieber. the same. No. And I don't think at Cease, it's just the one thing with Cease is you get the extra year of team control. Um, the other two guys are gonna be a free agent after this year, but you know, whether it's Yamamoto or they go after Montgomery, Snell, they're going to upgrade the pitching. But until they do that, I can't have the Dodgers the World Series favorite. Um, but man, him inning... Who, hit- who, who is the Chase Minorski World Series favorite on December 10th? Right now, on December 10th? Yes. I still think I got to go with the Braves. I, I know they flamed down in the postseason the last two years, but that lineup is so good. I still really like the Kalenic acquisition. And last year, at the end of the day, when it came to the postseason... Freed was hurt down the stretch. They didn't have Charlie Morton. It's just it's really hard for me to pick against a team with that lineup and Freed, Strider, Morton atop the rotation. 
I don't disagree. Um, uh, I don't disagree. Plus, what have the Dodgers done in the postseason? Well, That's the biggest thing for me. I, I, I have two things. I have two more things I want to say. One's about the Dodgers. One's about the Angels. The Angels one will be quicker. So, which one do you want first? You want me to before you do that, just give the Jeff Passan breakdown of what it means with the deferred money. Give your takes first. Okay. Question for you. Okay. I'm gonna go Angels first. Sure. The Angels retire Otani's number. It's hard to say because we've seen guys' numbers like, and, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example of a guy whose number got retired after five years with the team because I just watched a documentary with him on about him on Amazon Prime, and I'd highly recommend. The Yankees retired Reggie's number after five years. That's well, two rings. Two rings and was dot, was an All Star every year. The Yankees retired Maris's number, I think, after five six years. Won two MVPs, won a ring, set the home run record. What's the common denominator there, though? Winning. They won a ring. And as great as Otani was, he left them after six years. And again, they never, I think, I don't think they ever finished above 500 with him. Like as generational as he is. And it's through no fault of Otani's, obviously, but I don't know. It doesn't meet my standard of what a retired number is. I think the Angels retired like a Bobby Gritch's number. Bobby Gritch there was, I think, there for like 10 plus years, though. Maybe they do. I, I just think at this point, like, I, 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 it's almost like if you're the Angels. Well, of, here, here's, here's, here it is. I don't think they did not retire Vlad's number. Then I don't think you can retire Otani's number. And I think if you're the Angels, as painful as it is, I think for the sake of your fans, you just got to wash your hands clean of Otani as quick as possible. And just, and just try to move on. He moved on, and it's tough for fans, but... I think just rip the Band-Aid off and try to move forward. And now I'm very interested to see what Perry Mossiman does because the payroll's open. Artie Moreno's always been willing to spend, but I, I, the Angels, it just got to suck to be an Angels fan. And you know what the worst part is? All of the Angels fans I know are also Chargers fans. Like just two fan bases that have had generational talents of over the course of our lifetime. Who have the Chargers had? Well, Danny and Tomlinson. The running back. That's a generational talent. LT was McCaffrey 20 years ago. That's fair. <laughs> you, know, um, you know what I mean? I and they just... They did nothing. They did nothing. LT, and, and I'll throw out... I liked Philly Rip. He's not a generational talent. But a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback in Philip Rivers. Correct. Uh, and I guess this is the point I actually wanted to... Chargers are the only team ever to have the number one overall ranked offense and defense in the season and miss the playoffs. That tells you everything you need to know. I'm actually shocked you know Chargers fans. Even though you went to school in UCLA, school in California. I, I just didn't know there were Chargers fans. A lot of my buddies from San Diego and a lot of the Orange County fan people are Chargers fans. All right, here was the point I actually wanted to give you credit for. You may have said it on the pod, or you may have, uh, just when we're talking. This Dodgers, this Dodgers run has been a failure. Like, I, I think this Dodgers run is well. We were, I mean, we were we were going to, so far as to say if he had actually signed with the Blue Jays, it's an abject failure. Um, I, I don't know. It's so, it's like the Braves, the Braves run. They won fourteen straight division titles. They only they won one. They won one, lost then, two others. But again, the other they lost, lost in nine or at least lost four others. Lost to the Yanks twice, the Blue Jays and the Twins. So you look at that Braves run. I literally, I mean, you you go across. They lost to. They didn't lose in the Joe Carter World Series, but they lost to. A pitching performance in 91 that pretty much single-handedly got Jack Morris in the Hall of Fame. Deservedly so. And then they lost to the Yankee dynasty twice. Um, and I, a back-to-back World Series Toronto team. I, I just think the difference is, 
the Dodgers just, you know, 2017, whatever. It, it is what it is. 18, they lose to a Red Sox team that wasn't... A forgotten a, great team. A forgotten great team, but a team that was one and done. Like, they re-signed the guys, and after that, it was done. And, and again, I, I know the... I don't consider the LeBron championship in the bubble to be as Mickey Mouse. Um, it certainly, you said this, it certainly benefited him that he got a break. But I think the NBA bubble, in terms of like the actual conditions, because they were the first ones, I think that was very tough day to day. I'd also say the NBA thing. They also yeah. played when all of a sudden done a majority of the season. The Dodgers. You can also, this, again, if, if LeBron James is coming away with your title. Yeah, you can't. It's it that makes sense. The Dodgers have one championship. They did it in six games, and they did it coming off of a sixty-game season. How many dominant stretches have we seen for a team over sixty games? A sixty games means absolutely nothing. The um, I think the Rangers and Diamondbacks this year both had like the well Giants coming in August first. I think we're a playoff team in baseball, and they finished below five hundred. Just to use that as an example. Um, so yeah, I, it's if they. Given that lack of success and letting Turner and Seager go, if they didn't land Otani, then I, you can't say the last decade was a failure, but... Well, how about let's look forward. This Otani contract, 10 years. I think they need at least two World Series. At least two World Series to validate this contract. I think, yes, I agree with you. One does not make it worth it. I think if they go out, I, and again, who knows if he's going to be healthy... I do think, and I even kind of nonchalantly said it earlier, I do think we forget how good Walker Bueller was before he got surgery. If they get Walker Bueller back healthy and then upgrade their rotation, then there is a, there is a path for the Dodgers to win the pennant. They could win the World Series as soon as this year. Um, even without Otani pitching. Yeah, I think so. I agree. No, it's you see in baseball players all the If time. you ask me right now, the Bavada over-under over the length of the contract, one and a half World Series, I'd go over. Um, only because you know that they're a team that is always going to spend. But the one thing I will say about the Dodgers run, the world's, the lack of World Series wins notwithstanding, they have been the model franchise in terms of develop, A, developing homegrown talent who became stars, or B, using that homegrown talent to develop, to trade for other stars. And they're always going to spend money. So and people want to go there. Yeah, the get-in, I saw the cheapest get-in ticket, this is from Bob Nightingale, for Dodgers Cardinals opening day was, and this was two days ago, was at 360. I will not be there. No, I will not be there either. So basically, in terms of the, um, how this factors into the luxury tax, um, the competitive balance or luxury tax um, is discounted. Um, you know, the AAV number ultimately doesn't matter towards baseball's luxury tax. Um, it's all about the year range based on deferrals. Um, and that, and deferrals also affect the present value of the deal. So money today is more valuable than money tomorrow. Um, when you defer money, you're taking less because of inflation. So again, he is going to end up not making necessarily the full $700 million that he's making today. But again, still crazy amount of money and credit to him and his agent for one. I'm a big fan of a guy who's going to sign this long-term deal. I love the no opt-outs because if you're going to commit, you're fully going to commit. But credit to him. I mean, even if he's making $40, $50 million a year, that is still an absolutely ridiculous amount of money. Um, But he is making it possible for them to keep spending. Um, So the Dodgers land their guy. It's not a surprise. And uh, credit to Otani. He doesn't have to move far. He's going to be fun to watch. Take a page out of Severino's playbook. That's going to be so brutal for an Angels fan when he goes into Cooperstown as a Dodger. He's on my... Oh, no. 
If he doesn't win a fucking playoff game with the Dodgers this year, I am putting him right on the Mike Trout blast. Whatever the fuck it is. You gotta win a fucking playoff game to get into Cooperstown, shall I? He only needs to win a game, though, you said. Not a series, just a game. We're talking about a game. We're talking about one game. Not practice, a game. So in any other week, um, the Yankees would not have been upstaged. The Otani news did upstage them a bit. And we mentioned Otani going in as a Dodger. God willing that this Yankee move is not a one-year deal. And either during the season... Well, can I actually stop you there? Sure. I think if it's a one-year deal, it's fine. I, I actually think... the hold, hold the thought. I agree with you. It's not the worst-case scenario. Um, but the Yankees went out and they got their superstar. And this was a move that the fan base needed so badly. Just for a jolt in general. We needed something to get excited about after this past year. But the fact that we got it for a 25-year-old superstar in his prime... Um, the Yankees and Padres completed the trade. It was Soto and Trent Grisham, who for whatever it's worth, the bat isn't great, but the Yankees defense in the outfield has been very suspect. This guy's arguably the best defensive center fielder in baseball, and he's a lefty. Gave up Mike King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka in return. Um, I mean, real quick, do you want to start with the Yankees return, what the Yankees sent to your point, and then we'll get to Soto? Um, look, Higgy hurts just because I love Higgy, but... At the end of the day, he was the backup catcher last year. And I'm also happy for Higgy because he's a Southern California guy who gets to go home. And he'll get some nice playing time in San Diego. Look, the best guy you gave up was King, who, you know, he's 28 years old. And as great as King was down the stretch as a starting pitcher, um, and nine starts, he had a 2-2-3 ERA in 40 in the third innings. There's a reason Mike King was never in the starting rotation before this year. He's gotten Tommy John surgery. Um, he has battled injuries throughout his career. Um, there's risk on him holding up as a starter, you know, and he's hit the IL 60 day IL in 2021 with a, uh, elbow fracture last year has so much value. He's a swing. He's proven he could be a starting pitcher. He's proven he could pitch successfully out of the bullpen. Um, but at the end of the day for a generational talent, the guy's comparison is Ted Williams. The Yankees, the best guy the Yankees gave up is Mike King, like Brito Vasquez, like, Thorpe was our minor league pitcher of the year, but he's still a minor leaguer. And Brito and Vasquez are swingmen. Um, I get why the Padres made this trade. Because um, they lost Nick Martinez. They're going to lose Snell. They're going to lose Waka. They're going to lose Lugo. They just need innings. And we gave them a surplus. But when you compare this haul to the haul they gave up to, so to get Soto, which was Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel, James Wood, and Luke Voigt, they definitely got the short end of the fucking stick. Yeah, no, they, they, this is no, the, the two packages are they're night and day. It's, it's ridiculous. But that's not to say they didn't do a nice job. No, no like they, they did what they need to do. This Padres team is too invested in the season. It's to hard. Have a full rebuild. They it, can't rebuild. It's hard when you're making a trade. No, as the team, it's hard to get a return knowing that a guy's going to test free agency. And if I was Soto, I would test free agency too. All this did was raise the contract for Soto, the Otani deal. I, to me, right now, at a minimum, the Bavada over-under for Soto, assuming he doesn't totally shit the bed with the Yankees, he's hitting free agency at 26. I, the floor, to me, now becomes $500 million. Um, he's just, to me, he's that good of a hitter. But, again, knowing he's going to hit free agency, I think the Padres did the best they could, all things considered. You got a quote-unquote blue-chip young guy in Mike King. He's not even that young. He's 28. And then a bunch of swings. But guys who have nothing else, like you said, can contribute at the big league level this year. And that's what it comes down to. They, they didn't want the overwhelming prospect. Oh, they needed guys that can get on the field. Because, like, I keep, like, I sound like a broken record here. 
They're paying Machado. They're paying Tatis. They're paying Bogarts. They they can't hit the reset button. They just can't do it. So like they got a bunch of quality. They got quality over quantity. And and I'll just add now that Peter Seidler passed, I, who knows if they're ever gonna really spend like this again. Like again, I, it's terrible. But we said it when Seidler passed. If now in hindsight, it feels like Mike Gillich all over again, where it was a guy who was willing to spend the money and break the bank just to try to get a ring with the time he had left on earth. It sounds dark, but shoulder shrug. Bryce comment aside, Bryce comment, and a quick aside, the three new stadiums I went to this year, Rangers, Angels, and Padres. One of those is not like the other. Angel Stadium. Angel Stadium isn't bad, Oh, the teams. The teams. Oh. One team won the World Series, and the other two traded away their best players. They did all have $200 million plus payrolls, though. Do not. So, similar in that regard. Let's talk about Soto, though. It is mind-blowing to me that Soto is, is 25 years old. And is, I mean, let me pull up the baseball reference page real quick. You never see players this good traded twice. That's what I was going to say. It's crazy. I I mean, this guy, three-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, a batting title, a ring. Um, What do you have his current Bovada Hall of Fame odds at? I mean, everyone is saying right now, shooting. There's still so far to go. But, uh, again, you look at the career numbers. 160 home runs through his age 25 season. A 421 career on the 421 career on base and the 946 slugging is what sets him apart. Like he's widely regarded as one of the worst defensive outfielders in baseball and is worth 5.5 WAR this past year. I, I mean, again, here's here's very lazy projecting. Let's say Soto plays this year and then signs a 10 year contract, 11 years. Over the course of that 11 years, let's say he averages. I mean, he's going to hit 500 homers. He's going to hit 500. Yeah, I think he's going to hit 500 homers. The the eye is just what's so incredible. I I mean, he didn't start great with the Padres. um, But he turned the corner. And and when all was said and done, I mean, 275, 410, 519 slash line, 35 home runs. uh, Among hitters with 400-plus plate appearances, only Aaron Judge walked more frequently. Um, He only trailed Acuna and Otani and on base percentage. Um, He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And can I be honest with you? One thing I really value about Soto, especially as a Yankee fan, here is games played the last three years. 151, 153, 162 games. This guy, best abilities, availability, he's not only a great talent, but he's always on the field. Yeah, he um, he's available. He plays. And he is just... It's it's so nice to have a lefty power hitter in Yankee Stadium again. So let's so let's talk about some projection for next year. I mean, I over I, he had thirty five home runs in Petco last year. Yankees, two, I saw I was doing some research. Two thirds of his home runs came on the road. I saw him hit two bombs in Oakland. Um, I, I think the floor for the over under for home runs if he plays one hundred sixty two games in the Yankee next year, forty two homers. I I would have to take the over. He doesn't miss games. Like they, they haven't released the odds yet, but as soon as they do, I'm betting on Juan Soto to win the MVP. Where can we just play as can we can we be Yankee fanboy? Where, where do you where do you put him in lineup? Before or after Judge? Two. You put him before Judge? Put him before Judge. Glaber? You put him before Judge because it, then you go if DJ or Glaber lead off, whichever one. D- Glaber. Glaber is a better hitter than DJ at this So point. Glaber lead off. You could then go Glaber righty. Uh, you could go Glaber righty, Soto lefty, Judge righty, Rizzo lefty, 
Stan and righty, Verdugo lefty. We're going to touch on the Alex Verdugo trade in a bit. Um, D, who am I missing? DJ righty, um, Trevino, and Volpe. It's kind of sad. I, I mean, the, the biggest thing is Soto, it's almost like you can't, Soto is going to get his walks no matter what. I mean, the last three years, he's led the league in walks with 145, 135, and 132 walks. Um, and in 2019, he had 108 walks in that full season. You're going to have to pitch to him uh, to some degree because you got judged behind you now. And that's what's so scary. My one concern as a Yankee fan in terms of this fit is Soto's going to have to play right field. Verdugo's going to be in left. My one concern is Judge right now, they, they are very confident he's going to be the everyday center fielder. And this is going to be a one-year stopgap, hopefully. Um, you know, God willing, for the next decade, it's going to be Dominguez and right, or Dominguez and center. Um, maybe you move Judge to left and Soto and right. Or eventually, when the standing contract cuts out, one of them is DHing more. Ooh, you know what? Def- maybe- defensively, it hurts the team a little bit in the outfield. But again, right field at Yankee Stadium, you only have so much ground to cover, so I think Soto's going to be fine. Chase, I th- are, you here? are you thinking what I'm thinking? Should we try and send Stan to the Angels? I think after this year, this is when you cut. I, I think the domino effect is, I mean, look, Soto's going to hit free agency, and I know we'd be okay if it's a one-year rental. I don't see a scenario where the Yankees let him walk after having made this trade. The scenario would be uh, signing Yamamoto to a $300 million contract. I still think you figure it out. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I, I just think you have this guy in-house. You don't let him go. And even if it is for one year, it's just... This just as a Yankee fan is so... That was Rashi Rice, wasn't it? Chase, we're doing a podcast right now. Focus. I know. That was so bad for my fantasy football matchup, though. I just don't think you let him leave. I no, he... Again, he, he was... Uh, but, I mean, the 180 that we can do on Cashman right now is... If you want to go... The, the biggest 180 you can make on Cashman is... This is why you don't sign Harper. Because so as perfect as Harper would have been for the Yankees, I would say Soto is probably a more logical fit. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's the one time I think it is actually apples to apples. <laughs> you took a different national stud right fielder. God, the Nationals had it. They had it made, Chase. They had so many young stars there for so long. Um, yeah, look, all, all I know is I'm ecstatic. I haven't bought a Yankee jersey in quite some time. If you had your number 22, um, 22 who has been worn in the past by Yankees such as... I got to pull the tweet up real quick. Um, where is it? Did I not copy it into the notes? Did it make well, it let's go notes. off memory. Ellsbury. Cano for a little. Clemens. If you kept those 22s and you were a real Yankee fan and you didn't get the name on the back, you're in luck with Soto. And again, for a guy who was kind of just a throw-in, I, I like having Trent Grisham. He's going uh, to hit a... He's, again, not moving the needle a ton, but it gives us a stud defensive center fielder and a lefty bat that can allow all of our guys to stay fresh. I'll put it this Fair. way. Okay, yeah. Trent Grisham, I think, is much more valuable to the Yankees than like Luke Voigt was was a throw-in in the first Soto trade. Did they even oh, I think they did keep Voigt. Like like Grisham has actual value on this team. Um and, and all I know is even if it's for one year, seeing Soto and Judge hit back to back is gonna be special. It's gonna and, be and, and I cannot wait to see, And I cannot wait to see that first Soto shuffle 
in the Bronx. And what do we think the uh, Sterling home run call is going to be? What do you think? That was a long one from Soto, and the Yankees oh, take the lead. That's a go. I haven't thought. I have, yeah. Not bad off the top of my head, right? Uh, we'll drink during the Sunday night game and come up with these. Uh, we'll do it next week. So those were the two main moves, um, and a move that flew under the radar, but to me, may go down to be is the untalked about move of the offseason. That's how big of a move I think it is. Is the Dodgers bolstering their rotation? Oh. The Diamondbacks bolstering their... Well, the Dodgers sort of bolstered their rotation. But the D-backs, I mean, look, we knew Gowan and Kelly is a 1-2. We're good. Um, Brandon Pat in the playoffs showed he's got something. But it was very right-handed heavy. And look, the Dodgers... or the I keep saying the Dodgers. What the World Series go to? Five games? Five. So again, if the D-backs had some more arms, who knows what happened. Um, and they got Eduardo Rodriguez. Four-year, $80 million guarantee. Back-loaded contract there with a bunch of uh, clauses there. And... Last year, Eduardo, at age 30, had a career year, um, 3-3 ERA across 152 and two-third innings. Interest, uh, it's, it's like people are going to remember last season because he vetoed the trade to the Dodgers, but he won 13 games for the Tigers, 3-3 ERA. And this is a guy who always, always takes the ball on pitches, um, has a ton of postseason experience with the Red Sox, and I think really slides in nicely to that D-backs rotation. I mean, the second half, he had a 4-2-4 ERA, uh, but he was coming back from an injury that sidelined him in the entire month of June. He's fully healthy this year. Um, and again, we know the D-backs are going to hit. They have this great young core. And now, all of a sudden, I really like their rotation from top to bottom a lot also. I I love this move for Arizona. I also like that the D-backs yeah. spent money coming off the pennant. That, that I love. And Rodriguez, to his credit, he had 3-for-49 with the Tigers. He opted out. Got an extra year, got a bunch more money. There's weird, like... Um, I think it's a good fit for player and team. There's weird options and exercise if he uh, if he pitches a certain amount of innings. So we're rooting for him. I would also say that this move is so good. Had the Dodgers not gone out and signed Otani, they would be... Uh, I, I would have him as the favorite to win the NL West. Oh, they would definitely be my Bavada favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's, that, it's that quality of a move. It's exactly what they needed... Um, I like this compliment to Suarez move nicely, which we said at the time the Suarez move wasn't enough to be the only move, but it was a good start. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say a hot take. Right now, there's a world where I could still pick the D-backs to win that division. That's how right now at this exact moment, just because again the Dodgers rotation is a bunch of young guys and Bueller coming off Tommy John surgery, and they would have to match up with a D-backs rotation that is good. And I know the D. And who's in the Dodgers bullpen? I know we nicknamed the Joe Kelly the hemorrhoid. Ratterall, Kelly, Evan Phillips. Like, it's solid. It's got um, they have the fucking hemorrhoid. But we know the D-backs bullpen is good. And, you know, look, the, the Dodgers lineup is better than the D-backs, but the D-backs lineup is still good. I really like this move. Chase, I would give you so much props if you, when we do our preview pod in a couple months. Well, I'm not going to do that because the Dodgers are going to sign a pitcher. Chase, put good... Get, grow some hair on your nuts. That's why, it's why I said I would, make, I would make that statement today. 6.34 p.m. Eastern Time on December 10th. Um, you think the D-backs are done spending? Yeah. Do you? I could see one more move. I, I, the one, I think he'll end up going back to the Blue Jays now that they lost out on Otani, but I could see them making a move for... Oh, no, they just traded for Suarez. Never mind. Chase, we can't keep sending all the third baseman Arizona. Um, yeah, you know what? The Suarez trade, with that in mind, yeah, I think the D-backs could be done spending. 
Um, but honestly, good offseason. Great offseason. You upgraded a third and you upgraded the rotation. Like, credit to them. They're the defending NL champs and they saw needs and they addressed it. The one thing I would still like them to do is to bring back Tommy Pham. Then I think it's a, then I get a, give it an A plus offseason because he hit for them and I do think he was a strong veteran presence in the clubhouse. That's that's fair. I would say, look, the, the Diamondbacks are what the Diamondbacks are. They, when you have the run like this, you you need to double down. You can't you can't, for lack of a better term, you can't dictate your fan base like that. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, their front office has done everything their fans could want them to do. It is just unfortunate for their sake that they're in a division with the Dodgers. A move that um, this is a big week for the Reds. Um, the Reds, we're gonna talk about the draft lottery. They all are at the end of the show, but. Dude, the Reds, did you see where the Reds are picking? Two? The Reds are picking two. They Big went 82 and 80. They were two games out of the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs! And now we're picking second in the draft. Um, and this is a move that not a lot of people are going to talk about. Um, but I think it's going to have a big ripple effect. Um, the Reds signed Jaime Condelario. Um, did he make the All-Star team this year for the Nats? I don't think so, but maybe. I think Josiah Gray was the rep. But regardless, three-year, $45 million guarantee with a club option that can make it a fourth. Um, this was a guy who was non-tendered coming into the year and non-tendered by the Tigers of all teams. Nats signed him, and he had a career year, 251, 331, 471 slash line, 22 home runs, 39 doubles, eight for nine in steals. Um, the Nats signed him to a one-year $5 million deal and then flipped him at the deadline there. Um, he's played at a roughly three to four war pace in each of the la- three of the last four seasons. He's a switch hitter, um, a guy who broke out last year. So, again, it couldn't have been smoke and mirrors, but this to me seems like a guy who's going to be like a perennial 20-homer, 40-double guy, um, which is a switch hitter is huge. He's moving to the great American ballpark. Um, But here's why this move gets very interesting, because the Reds have so many young infield prospects and players. Um, They're letting Vado go, but even despite that, they have Novelli Marte, Eli De La Cruz, Matt McClain, Jonathan India, Juan and Carcio and Strand. Um, they have Spencer Streel. All these guys that eventually they're going to have to move guys um, because it's a number game. So you ready for my bold proclamation right now? If Tyler Glass now gets traded, I'm making the Reds the Bavada favor. There you go, Chase. Now you got some hair on your testes. I like it. I, I, I think, again, we know the Reds are going to go out and spend, but they have so many unbelievable young Position players. I really like that. They have so many young position players. I think in a minute they're going to get one of those guys we talked about for the Dodgers because they can match up with any team. And at the end of the day, between Hunter Green, Andrew Abbott, and Nick Lodolo, they have three young guys who could be on an ace trajectory. They just need the true ace. Um, and if they go out and get that type of player, then all of a sudden you're probably talking about the Reds as the favorites in the Central. That's what I was thinking. It's like, are they... Because they ha- the Cubs haven't replaced Bellinger. They haven't replaced Stroman. The Cardinals got innings in Sonny Gray, but, you know, if the Reds go out and get one of those guys, I'll take that young, hard-throwing rotation over them. They have Alexis Diaz on the back of the bullpen. Um, look, there were some rough years for the Reds there, but they are doing it right, man. They, need, they should bring back Votto, just for fun. Uh, he sat through it all. I think Votto's going to the Blue Jays. That's the other place that makes sense for him. I think he's going to fill the Brandon Belt role and go home for a year. That makes sense. But um, look, they need... They're excited. That, that's what you want. You want to... Again, it's not... They didn't, make the, they didn't make the World Series like the Diamondbacks did, 
But they got their fan base excited again. People are excited to watch baseball in Cincinnati for the first time in what feels like fucking forever. The Reds... Were the Reds the biggest... Oh, jeez. Do we put... I like... Now that I'm cursing... Do we put the explicit notice on this when it's on Spotify? I don't know, to be honest. We should. I curse a lot. Were the Reds the biggest overachievers in baseball last year? Diamondbacks. Regular season only. I still think the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks you lost think 100... The, you think the Diamondbacks the, lost 100 games last year and actually made the playoffs. D-backs going to 84. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That's fair. Um, so yeah, well, I'm interested to see what the Reds' next domino to fall is. Uh, Red Sox traded an outfielder and acquired an outfielder. Yanks and Red Sox don't make a lot of trades. Um, I did my Red Sox analysis beforehand. Lateral move. Oh, I think a downgrade actually. So not well a downgrade a downgrade on the field. But Cora just hated Verdugo. Um, Alex Verdugo traded the Yankees for Greg Weiser, uh, Nicholas Judas, and we had a guy in the minor leagues, Dick Fitz, Richard Fitz. I mean, kudos to Dick Fitz for actually making it through high school with that name. The big thing for the Yankees is Verdugo is a plus gold glove finalist in the outfield. So plus defensive left fielder, lefty bat, hit 281, 338, 424. Um, the last, with the Red Sox overall, since the start of 2021, 277 average, 334 on base, 417 slugging. The biggest thing is, though, he is a top 10 player in all of baseball. In terms of putting the ball in play, he's a top 10 low strikeout percentage of baseball, which is something the Yankees desperately, desperately need. Again, he's like a 13-14 homer guy, um, 30 doubles a season, though. Um, he said 260 or better in each of his years of his big league career. If the Yankees made this move, that's a catch. If the Yankees made this move instead of getting Soto, it would have been one thing. But to get Verdugo in addition to Soto, I love this move. And the biggest thing that I like about Verdugo, guy's a fucking competitor. He is fiery out there. And him and his dad take edibles together. Learned that on Sunday Night Baseball once. I, I, is it even a question that the Yanks have the best outfield in baseball? Um, Who's close? The Braves? If Ozuna's DHing? I mean, Judge and Soto are like two top ten guys. So it's tough. Yeah, Judge Soto. I mean, Acuna Harris, Ozuna's good. Um... But no, you're, you're, yes. the, point, the point you just made is the right one. It's like, the Verdugo trade... He just, I, he just fills needs. Like, he's a lefty, he puts the ball in play, and he's a good fielder. I liked everything about the move with the caveat that it didn't take us out of the Soto running. And clearly it did not. So. And it's a one-year deal. It's one year to push the pieces all in, and you don't need to resign them. It's a Brian Cashman finally felt the hot seat. Um, and he turned back the clock 20 years and got a bunch of studs. As for the guy they got uh, from the Cardinals, they got Tyler O'Neill for Nick Robertson and Victor Santos. There's another guy whose manager hated him. Um, <laughs> Ali Marmol benched Tyler O'Neill often. O'Neill in 2021 broke out. He had 286, 352, 560, won the gold glove, 34 home runs, 5.5 war on fan graphs. Um, but since then, in the last two years, he's battled injuries. Um, he's only hit 23 home runs and has produced a 229, 310, 397 slash line. Uh, to me, this is a downgrade for Boston. And if I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm already on edge because the team hasn't spent money. This, to me, looks like another example. Verdugo was going to make $9 million this year. I get Corden like him, but it's, again, yet another example of, at least on the surface, what looks like losing out on players that are better fits to save a couple dollars. The Red Sox are in a spot that we aren't really accustomed to in our lifetime, or really since that 4 run and the few seasons preceding it. The Red Sox have started operating like a small market team. 
which is bizarre. It's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing. And it really, like, it just kind of sucks. Because the Red Sox, like, as much as I hate them by being born a Yankee fan. It's good for baseball when the Red Sox are good. There is nothing better than a Yankee, a competitive Yankee-Red Sox series. Like, I, I still think in all of sports, that's the best rivalry. When they're both on, it, nothing tops Yankees-Reds pro sports. It is one of what I consider to be, I don't think the NFL has a rivalry like this. I actually was talking about this the other day. I think Raven Steelers is the closest. I, to me, the 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 three that I have are Yanks, Red Sox, Ohio State, Michigan, where it's just it's like genuine hatred, and they don't play in the same league, so they only meet up in the finals. But Lakers, Celtics, Texas, Oklahoma. Sure, if you want to work Texas. Well, that's why I didn't want to do any of the college shit because all the like, there's a thousand college rivalries that you could put ahead of these things. Like Bama Auburn. All right. Regardless, um, I think one big part of the Verdugo trade. UNC. One big part of the Verdugo trade is um, the Mookie trade is just about come to an end now. Um, Connor Wong is the last man standing, and he's their backup catcher. And uh, I'm officially ready to declare this as the worst trade in the history of sports. History of baseball, at least. Are you, you, you think it's worse than Babe Ruth? Or you're not going to count Babe Ruth as a trade? Babe Ruth, it was almost Babe Ruth. It was uh, for cash. It's like the Yankees bought Babe Ruth. In That's a, a good move. In a trade where players were exchanged, what'd they get back for it? They got like a solid couple. They didn't. Years even, of you can make an argument they didn't even get the second best player in the trade because Gratterall throws gas out of the Dodgers bullpen, and he went to the Dodgers. Yeah, that that's not a, that's not great. Um, so at least with the Verdugo trade, I'm trying to think of another. If you're a Red Sox fan, you could finally at least a little bit put to rest the disastrous Mookie trade. A little bit, not all, a lot of it, but a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that the Red Sox fans had already kind of conceded that as a loss, but they appreciate you. Uh, I think they'll appreciate you really putting the nail in the coffin on that. Yep. All right, let's stick to the AL East. The team that won the division last year um, had the best closer in baseball, Felix Bautista the mound, and a guy who we... The coolest intro, too. It's dope. Probably up until August, we're really banging the drum for him to win the Cy Young. We were so lucky we weren't in New Jersey, because if I made it to Jersey, I was going to throw a ton of money on Bovada getting that guy on the Cy Young. And then we shifted it to, you know, once, once Garrett started bowling out, oh, that's big for me in fantasy. Rashi Rice lost fumble. I can multitask, don't worry. I can. Um, once Garrett, you know, once Garrett, our guy started to go in, we went full speed ahead for Garrett. But the Mountains out for the year with Tommy John surgery, and CLL Perez was an all star set of man as a rookie. But again, seemed to be one of those guys who was much better. And again, take this statement for whatever it's worth, but like was much better as a setup man, whatever the fuck that means. Um, but the Orioles got a guy, future Hall of Famer, was an, made the All Star team for the ninth year last year. Had a rough postseason. That's a fuck ton of All-Stars. Uh, yeah, that's why he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Craig Kimbrell, one-year, $13 million contract uh, with a $1 million um, buyout on a $13 million option for 2025. 417 career saves. Um, really had a solid year, all told. Um, the Dod- He was posted traded to the Dodgers in 2022. I uh, was removed from the Coles role in the September. Left left off the playoff roster. Signed a one-year deal with the Phillies last year. 326 ERA, 33.8% strikeout rate. Uh, 33.8% strikeout rate, 23 saves, 7 holds. Um, Didn't fare so well in the postseason, allowing 4 earned runs in 6 innings, but all told looked closer to the Kimbrel of old than the guy who had melted down. 
um, for a couple years. What do you make of this signing? I, this, I actually think it's perfect. They still need a starting pitcher, but, you know, again, they have so many arms in that bullpen that if Kimbrell could just lock down games, pitch every couple days, this is what closers go for. I, I, I do like the move for the Orioles. I think it's a perfect. It's what they needed. Uh, knowing it's just a one-year deal with Kimbrell, I'm curious if they, if they reached out to haters people. And I, maybe you give Hater like an unheard of one for 25. I think Hater's going to Texas. Texas? Yeah. I like Texas. He fits in well personality-wise there as well. Um. <laughs> so do I. What is that? But no, I, I like this move for the Orioles. And Kimbrell, for whatever it's worth, um, if he makes the all-star team with them this year, this will then be the one, two. Chase, this is good research you're doing. I love this. This will be the fifth team he's made the all-star game with. Who do you think the record holder is for that? You, this has to be Googleable. I got two guys in mind right now that I'm going to just look at. But again, it would be, it'd be, I think he's a Hall of Famer regardless, but they get a capital C closer. Um, God, that is a lot of dip in Gary Sheffield's mouth on his first picture. So Sheffield made the all-star team with the Padres, the Marlins, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees. So he has five. Um, Roberto Alomar made it with the... Padres, Blue Jays, Orioles, Indians, so that's four. I, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but um, I would think it's Sheffield. Yeah, I, I'll do, I, I can research that. How many guys play with five teams, let alone make an all-star team with five teams? Not a lot of all-stars make it to that many teams. Um, so all told, yeah, I, I like this move a lot. And I'm interested to see. The Orioles, they got to just keep spending, though. they got to still get a starter for that rotation. They should be the other team in on these trade talks. Because they, they, they don't... I think if they get one of those guys, it's going to be Cease. They don't need a starter. They need a... You said capital C closer. They need a capital S-T-A-R starter. They need a number one hand. They need a bona fide ace on that set. Look at you spelling. I'm so proud of you. Don't fucking... Don't, don't try and tell me Kyle Bradish is, a, is an ace. Like, no. They Bradish, Grace Rodriguez. They have a lot of good young guys. Um... But not the guy. Did you see, speaking of the Orioles, did I send you that video on Instagram of uh, the Holiday family doing a home run derby with metal bats? No. So Ethan Holiday, the youngest brother, is a top prospect coming up in the draft. Jackson was crushing balls. Dude, Matt Holiday was hitting nukes. Like, that dude looked like he could still play in a Major League Baseball game. He was crushing the ball with an aluminum bat. I like that. Um, so that was good to see. All right, I got a bunch of miscellaneous moves. A guy who, you know, isn't a super well-reported name, but every year it feels like he needs an ERA below 3.5. Wade Miley back with a one-year, $8.5 million deal uh, with the Brewers. Last year, in 23 games, 123rd innings, 3.14 ERA. Wade Miley is a guy who, to me, could pitch till he's in his early 40s because he's just a solid lefty who just gives you good innings every year. Uh, for a Brewers team on a rebuild, I like bringing him back. Because you know if nothing else is going to give you solid innings. Especially if you trade I, I think that's what he is. I think he's going to be the... You, you might see Wade Miley throw 220 innings this year and have an ERA close to 5 just because they need somebody to get through this. Um, an under-the-radar move that I liked a lot could pay off dividends. Rangers signed Kirby Yates to a one-year $4.5 million contract. Um, this past year with the Braves, 61 appearances, 3-2-8 ERA. The underlying metrics were a little less encouraging. But the big thing is, Yates last year, it was his first real full year in the bigs um, since 2019. Got injured, had six starts in 2020, missed all of 2021, nine games in 2022. 61 games, though. 
And again, I'm not saying Kirby Yates is going to be the guy who was in 2018 to 19, but do you remember how good Kirby Yates was those two years? It's tough to remember, but yes. Kirby Yates was two years with the Padres, had a 167 ERA and 123 in the third innings, 13.9 Ks per nine, 6.37 struck out the walk ratio. Um, not a move that's going to blow away, but for the defending champs, a move that could pay big dividends. Uh, the White Sox added a starter rotation. Oh, God. Eric Feed back in America, two-year, $15 million contract. Last year, he signed a one-year deal uh, for $1 million with the uh, Korean baseball organization, the NC Dinos, uh, after being non-tender with the Nationals. And he won the KBO MVP. Uh, two ERA and 180 in the third innings, covering 30 starts. Was the league's MVP. Look, if you're the White Sox, you're going to suck. I like taking this risk. Um, he's still young. He's on the right side of 30. And look, maybe if they're lucky, they have the next Miles Mikolas or Merrill Kelly on their hands. Yeah, if they're lucky. Uh, this actually like brings me back to another point that we, we talked about over text. I would like the Dodgers to sign Tim Anderson. Good reclamation. I just want to get that one on the record. In case it does happen, that is my prediction. Dodgers, Tim Anderson. Uh, we talked about that Jared Kalenic trade last week. Um, a bunch of those guys got moved yet again. Marco Gonzalez is now on the Pirates. Um, 5-2-2 ERA in 50 innings and 10 starts last year. Um, but I think Marco Gonzalez with them, he just he slides into the Rich Hill role. 130 inning lefty, veteran guy. All right, when you get, you're going to deliver like uninspiring news, I'm going to give my, my ADD thoughts. Sure. Clemens probably made the all-star team with four different teams. Clemens, Yanks, Blue Jays. Astros, Red Sox. I would say he's at four also. Yeah, but Sheffield's at five. We're trying I'm, to beat Sheffield. Okay. I'm my bad. They also then, the, um, the Braves then flipped um, Evan White and Tyler Thomas for David Fletcher and Max Stasi. They have Darnold and Sean Murphy, a catcher. So Stasi, not a lot of catchers available. It seems like they're going to flip him um, yet again. So let's see what the Braves do next. Victor Caratini, two-year, $12 million deal with the Astros. Yanir Diaz, a 25-year-old um, who raked last year, um, but was in a timeshare with Maltin Maldonado. Diaz is going to be the starting catcher. I think Caratini then comes in um, and is basically the defensive specialist for this team. Um, last year behind Blum Contreras, 62 games played. Uh, hit a solid 259, 327, 383. Um, if you can get at a 700 OPS and a 260 average from your glove first catcher, that's good. And it's a good fit for the Astros to pair with Diaz, in my opinion. Um, Tigers brought back Andrew Chaffin on a one-year deal. Uh, the lefty relief pitcher last year between the D-backs and Brewers. 4.73 ERA and 51 to third innings. He goes back to where he started his career. Really broke out there. Guardians brought back Alliston Hedges on a one-year $4 million contract. And this is why baseball is the greatest start in the world. Hedges last year hit 184, 234, 327 with a 27 WRC+. Plus, and he's getting paid $4 million this year. He's in the 98th percentile on framing. It's a lot of money. And if you want a Bavada long shot right now to win the World Series, bet on the Kansas City Royals because they signed Will Smith to a one-year deal uh, worth about $5 million. He's going back to where we started um, this year, 324 ERA. Or he had a 324 um, ERA since he moved to the bullpen. Won the World Series the last three years, and that's why you acquire him. Uh, but again, but for a Royals team, that's not going to be in contention. A veteran guy in the bullpen. Um, who's just got a ton of, literally, as, as much big game experience in the playoffs as probably any reliever other than Ryan Presley for the Astros these last couple years. Copy and paste my analysis on the Royals signing Chapman last year. They will trade him at the deadline for it to a contender. Two managers got extensions this week. 
Uh, one was surprising. One was a little bit less surprising. Um, I don't think Tomei made No, I, I know. That was, that was just my next guy. Again, it, not a lot of guys play for five teams. I know. Alone. I know. I'm, I'm going to throw one more name. I'm going to actually do two real quick. You, you've now dragged me into this conversation. This is what Chase and I do in our spare time. I know. Uh, and then I'm going to get right we back. We are losers. All right. Reggie made it with Oakland, the Yanks, the Angels. Um, not Reggie. That's three. Winfield made it with the Padres, the and the Yanks, so not Winfield. I already looked up Vlad. Vlad was only three. I'm just right now. I'm just real quick looking up guys who played for a ton of teams. Goose Gossage made it with the White Sox, Pirates, Yanks, Padres. So that's four. Um, Dennis Eckersley. Oh, that's a good one. Made it with the Indians, Red Sox, A's. So just three. Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry was only a five-time also, so that seems unlikely. Giants, yeah, all just Giants and Indians. Um, let me give Steve Carlton a quick look. Nah. Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton like, sneaky on, like, the 91 Twins. Cardinals, Phillies. Um, or 87 Twins, I believe. All right, I'm done with this. I um, am not. One guy for the Phillies, though. Rob Thompson got an extension uh, through the 2025 season. He was signed only through this absolutely season. Absolutely deserved it. So he tacked another year onto his deal. Yeah, absolutely deserved it. I mean, he turned 60 in August, 15 years as a coach between the Yanks and Phillies. And again, what he's done speaks for itself. Gets the, Girardi gets fired, takes team in the World Series. This year, they won the wild card. Came up short um, in the NLCS against the D-backs in that. That series went seven, right? That one went seven. In that seven-game series. Um, but again... Has gotten so much out of the Phillies the last two years. Congratulations to him. Um, what do you make of... And they haven't announced what the actual terms are. Um, but A.J. Hinch was signed through 2025 and apparently now has another long-term extension. Um, what do you make of Hinch? Um, he had a 77-85 and 85 record, 66-96, and 78-84. and 84. I like Hinch. I think he's a great manager. I think he's probably gotten the most out of the Tigers that he could have gotten. You know, they finished, I think, second in the Central last year. I think they ended up with more wins than the Indians. Um, but has he done enough, do you think, warrant an extension, knowing he was already signed through the 2025 season? Like, Thompson, this was a no-brainer. Like, this feels rushed unless if he... Unless if he said he was leaving and the Tigers just had to pay him to stay. Which is totally fair. I mean, Hinch is... A, for all... Whatever the fuck went on in Houston... Hinch can manage a baseball game. Oh, yeah. That, that's never been the question. It's not his fault they signed Javi Baez. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what, why they did that. And I, I, I'm sure a lot of Tigers fans are asking themselves, why, why, why did we do this? We have a new member of the Hall of Fame one week after Jim Leland. Um, the Ford Frick Award winner for Excellence in Broadcasting was announced. And Joe Castiglione, the voice of the Red Sox on the radio for 41 seasons, won the award from the National Baseball Hall of Fame. He's going to be inducted in the broadcaster's wing on honor during Hall of Fame weekend. He's the 48th member of the award, um, and he earned the highest point total in a vote conducted by the 15-member committee. Um, started his career calling games uh, for Cleveland and Milwaukee from 78 to 82. Left, um, Then left to go to the Red Sox in 83. He's been, man he's been calling games for them for so long. His first year in the booth was Yaz's last year. And Yaz is a guy who feels like he's been out of baseball a very, very long time. His grandson feels like he has been in baseball for a long Correct. time. Correct. Um, he's been the voice, so many voice of the Red Sox in New England for years and years. Uh, he's called Clement Strikeout Games, MVPs for Mo Vaughn, Mookie, uh, Dustin Pedroia, the Hall of Fame careers of Pedro and uh, 
David Ortiz, um, he also, the biggest throw for him and one of his most famous calls is swinging a ground ball, stabbed by Folk. He has it, he underhands it to first, and the Boston Red Sox are World Series champions for the first time in 86 years. Can you believe it? Uh, he called four more World Series, uh, 07, 13, 18. Uh, it's called Many Chills and Thrills and Rings. I don't know a lot about other teams' broadcasters, but you call the games for a historic franchise like the Red Sox for 40 years and call four World Series, you're probably a Hall of Famer in my book. So congratulations to Castiglione. Good for you. So miscellaneous news. Uh, we were talking about the Dodgers a lot. What do you make a lot of? What do you make of the fact that the six-time Gold Glove winning right fielder Mookie Betts is set to be the Dodgers' everyday second baseman? It is. Nothing but a testament to the athlete Mookie Betts. What do you think that means they're going to do in the outfield, though? Bellinger homecoming? Just say, fuck it, we have the most money and we want to win 120. So right now, if you go Mookie there, you probably are going Hayward and right, James Altman in center, and Chris Taylor in left. They got to sign somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that doesn't really do it for me. I'd like Teoscar in that lineup. I mean, I would like you in that lineup at this point. It's, I'm just thinking of other guys. I mean, do you try to get an outfielder if you trade with one of these teams? I mean, could they try? I don't know. That lot, that outfield isn't very good to me. That outfield doesn't do it. Here's a thought. This is If you're going for the Burns trade, do you send them an epic Hall of Prospects and take on the Yelich contract also? I don't think you need to send that epic. I think taking on the Yelich contract would go a long way towards it getting burns that's a food for thought um guardians i'm not sure of an outfielder i would want white Sox aren't going to trade robert and who was the fourth team who had an ace rays probably have some good outfielders but i don't know um it, it is fascinating and you know what i bet he'll win a gold glove there this year mookie yeah that's a fun long shot bet I don't even know how much of a long shot it is. Uh, I talked about the draft lottery. The Guardians, um, they had the ninth best odds to win the first pick in the draft. They're picking first. The Reds are picking second. Uh, top 10 is Rockies, A's, White Sox, Royals, Cardinals, Angels, Pirates, Nats. The Nats, because they picked first um, last year, they were only eligible to be in the top 10. I think the highest they could pick was 10, which is a nice thing I like about the lottery there. Um, poor A's fans, though. To go through what you went through the last two years and not have one number one overall pick to show for it is... It's what you deserve for being a shitty team. I have another fun fact about the All-Star thing. Okay. So we just talked about how hard it is to make an All-Star game with five different teams. Frank Thomas, first ballot Hall of Famer, only made five All-Star games in his career. Oh yeah, there's guys like that. Robin Yount won two MVPs, was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and was only a three-time All-Star. Yeah, I think Chef has the record. We'll do a deeper dive. Um, I look the A's themselves don't deserve anything, but I do. I feel terrible for the fans. Well, I I, I don't think the fans are going to care that their team's leaving. That's true. Rule five draft happened. Um, there were ten players selected in the major league phase, and the Yanks were had lost three of those ten players. So, I guess the farm system's got to be decent. It is the Yanks. We got Soto this. We got Soto and Verdugo. Be happy. I'm saying it right now. Ali Marwell, you're officially on the clock. Yachty is now a special assistant to baseball ops uh, and their president, John Mosaic. I could see him being the manager in this team. Bovada over under two and a half years. And I think I take the under. 
I think if they fire Marmol this year, Yachty's oh, going into the I, I would actually take the over. It's what I said when the Cubs initially hired David Ross. As good as you may think David Ross or Yachty or Molina could be and will be as a manager, you don't want to have a guy managing all of his old teammates. I think it's different, though, from the standpoint of, at this point, the only veterans who are still there are going to be Goldschmidt and Arenado. Like, I think with Ross, that all those guys, KB, by, like, they were all vets. I think if it's Yachty managing the young guys who he was mentoring anyway as a player, that I think is fine. I agree with you. I just think it's a slightly different circumstance. That, that, uh, that you're, I mean, you're, you're not wrong that it's slightly different. It's still, to me, you want, you want, you want more of a dad. I also just think, as I also think if you're going to hire, think, I think the difference is David Ross was also like a cult figure. You know, no offense to David Ross. Uh, Yachty is Yachty. You know what I mean? You're, you're talking about a guy who's a Hall of Famer. That is, to me, the difference. Fair, but I'd still go... Look, I think if the Marmol gets fired if the Cardinals have another disappointing season, and if they have another disappointing season, then you're probably selling Arenado, and you're probably selling Goldschmidt. So a lot of it depends on the Cardinals. If I could... I'd have to do it. like a same-concept parlay, which Bavada does not offer... Same, like, the same concept parlay. No, it's not. like Cardinals under five hundred and Yachty being the manager. I got tweets this week. First, there's some Otani money breakdowns. So stop complaining about the beach Wi-Fi if you got all these tweets. No, the Wi-Fi were great at the at the hotel itself. I recorded two podcasts last week. It was just on the actual beach. Um, the ten years from Buster Share, ten year seven hundred million dollar contract for Otani, seventy million a year. $5.83 million a month, $1.45 million a week, $207,000 a day, um, $8,630 an hour, $143 a minute. Look, if you gave me $143 a minute, I would, I would take that for an hour. Um, you mentioned the tax breakdown. So here's where it's interesting. So what he signed with um, the Marlins, Rangers, Astros, and Rays, a no-income state. Uh, no income tax state. He would have saved forty six point five million dollars. Uh, he's actually only over the gonna... life of the contract. No, per season. This is how the seventy million breaks down. He loses twenty five point nine million of federal tax, four point six five million dollar to California tax, two point one million dollar agent fee, two million dollar athlete tax in the state of California, one point six four million to FICA and Medicare. So because he signed in California, he's only air quotes pocketing three thirty three point six million a year. <coughs> oh, here's a good Bavada question for you. You're just gonna gloss over that entire statement. I mean, I don't. That's, that's so much sure. money. What's your question? More jersey sales in Los Angeles next year. LeBron James or Shohei Otani? Easy Otani. Is it because people already have LeBron jerseys? Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna be an Angels fan anymore. I think Angels fans are gonna become Dodgers fans because of this. But I have that one Angels visor. That's fine. Um, all right, so here's some other here's some other fun. I just have some fun money stuff mixed in here. Um, the opening day payroll of all five AL Central teams this year was six hundred thirty eight point eight million, or thirty one point two million dollars less than the Otani contract. This is from OptiStats. In MLB history, three players have had thirty five homer, one hundred twenty five walk seasons, and then switched teams in the off season. All of three of whom joined the Yankees. Jason Giambi and Jack Clark joining Juan Soto. 
Um, Otani this year, 70 million is higher than the projected payrolls of the Guardians, Marlins, Royals, Brewers, Reds, Pirates, Orioles, and A's, or a quarter of baseball. Uh, this is from Sarah Langs. With Otani, Betts, and Freeman, the 2024 Dodgers will be the fifth team to begin a season with three players who each finished top three in the MVP voting in the previous season. Um, the Oakland A's payroll, this is from Darren Gravel, was $667 million the last 10 seasons. Some of this is just really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, minimum 1,500 plate appearances, OPS plus leader since 2020. Aaron Judge won, Juan Soto two. Yanks are going to be in a lot of... Yanks are going to walk off. I, somebody had a meme, though, and I was like, oh, God, this is so easily possible. Where, like, tell me how many times you can see this scenario playing out. Ready? Glaber, DJ, ground out, Soto, walk, Judge, walk, Rizzo, double play. I know. It's like... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. The last Yankee to walk 130 times in a season uh, was Mantle in 1957. Soto has done it the last three years. Oh, it's going to be so fun. This is from Codify. Roger Clemens threw 18 complete games in 87. Only two active pitchers, Verlander and Kershaw, have done that their entire career. Clemens was a beast. This is from Nick Tyrell. MLB home teams lost 1,164 regular season games this year. The highest single season total ever. Bovada users, bet those road dogs. Bet the road dogs. Uh, Max Scherzer will be on the top four on the payroll for three teams in the league this season. That's good for Max. And I think the Nationals and Rangers are happy to do it. Um, all right. not so much. All right. Um, adjusted for inflation, the 2003 Tigers, who went 43 and 119, had a higher payroll than this year's Tigers. $59 million, which adjusted for inflation, is $98.6 million in 2023. And the two 2024 Dodgers have projected $84.3 million payroll. That's a tough optic. What? Which part of it was confusing? Can you say that over? The 2003 Tigers payroll. Yeah. They went 43 and 119. When you adjust their payroll for inflation, it is more than the Tigers are going to project it to spend this season. The shocking part of that, that, that seems ridiculously low for a, uh, for a major league payroll. I think they've got to, I know there's no cap in baseball. They've got to put a floor on there. Yeah. That's like, I mean, that's like. And and they got all that money sunk in bias. All right, here's a trivia for you. There's one, two, three, four, five players with 3,000 or more more hits, 300 more home runs, and a 300 average or higher. Who are they? Uh, Miggy? Aaron, Musial, Mays, Miggy, and George Brett. George Brett, kind of a forgotten inner circle guy. Because of Mike but Schmidt. It's because of Mike Schmidt, and it's because when you're outside of Kansas City, the uh, if you're doing a word association with George Brett, pine tar comes up pretty high. All right, you ready for this one? Sammy Sosa had three seasons where he hit 66, 63, and 64 home runs and did not lead the league in any of those seasons. Yeah. God, steroids were fun. God, they were fun. This is from Chris Kamka. $700 million is roughly $100 million Dodger Dogs, which is roughly 15,783 miles worth of Dodger Dogs. And how many bouts of diarrhea? Um, I think you're having a heart attack first, so I think it's a moot point. And my last tweet, and, uh, you know, I've had my problems, especially in baseball with old white guys over the years, and I'm officially ready to cancel Mad Dog Russo. Did I send you this? No, God, he is a... 
Weenie Hut Jr. He was talking about criticizing Otani's free agency and how hush-hush it was. And his exact words were talking about Shohei Otani, Japanese superstar. What is this? The atomic bomb. <laughs> he, I mean, that's okay. that, that That's stupid. I, I, I didn't hear the rant. If I had to guess, he was probably not putting two and two together there. Uh, but that's fucking stupid. You're not really supposed to be making... I mean, you're just not supposed to be making any sort of references to uh, murder of 100,000 people when you have a public Just platform. like, what are you doing, dude? Use a little bit of brains. Um, any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast? Um, Chase and I go on the road tomorrow. We'll both be in New Jersey. You like that? This is a big sports week for me. Four different games in four different states. Started in Philly yesterday for UCLA basketball. Got Giants in Jersey. Islanders in Long Island Wednesday. And we're going to Atlanta for the first time Saturday for UCLA basketball game. Going to the College Football Hall of Fame uh, and the Aquarium and the Coke Museum. You're doing all of them. Apparently. Who are you going with? Fam? Uh, college friends. Buddies in-laws if live you, there. If you had to cut one of those things, I would cut the Coke Museum. Yeah, that would be what I would cut. Okay. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Maybe I'll come back with some brave stuff. Maybe. I, I, you don't have to. I like the Braves. They got a lot of guys I like. Um, do you have any Braves gear? I like a really old like retro shirt that I had like years and years and years ago. But other than that, no. I would go with the... Um, yeah, I didn't do the College Football Hall of Fame, but the aquarium down there is so great. And I'm not like... It's an, if people are raving about... An aqua- people don't rave about aquariums. If people are raving about an aquarium, go to an aquarium. All right, I'll check it out. We'll be back same time, same place next week. It will be. I don't know why you're looking at me confused. When are you back from Atlanta? I get back uh, Monday afternoon. We'll record Monday night. Great. Come right from the airport, ready to go. Um, and then it's the holiday season, so we'll do some fun stuff for the holidays. And the hot stove's almost wrapping up, so we can start getting real weird with this podcast. Yeah, we're you know, there's only a few dominoes left. Um, Yamamoto might sign this week, so that would be the big domino to fall, but we'll see what happens. Until then, I'm with Bryce Holden, my name is Jason Bedorski, and this is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. (laughs) 